On this episode, we're going to be talking about how to use domestic suppliers to dropship high ticket products. Do stay tuned. Well, well, welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kene, answers them. Also here from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they can do this, but will never deliver on their promises. You need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Clavio comes in. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. That is why 10,000 innovative brands have switched to Clavio. What's the secret to building customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docuseries to find out and unlock marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going year round. Just head over to clavio.com forward slash beyond BF for more. That's clavio.com forward slash beyond BF.com. Hello, hello, hello. Um, before we get into today's episode, um, I just wanted to give you guys a reminder. Um, if you listen to this podcast quite regularly and you are involved in e-commerce, you know, um, you're either a founder, you, um, you serve the e-commerce industry, um, as a service provider or, or with, uh, with technology, um, there might be a really good group you want to join. Um, it's um, called the e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind on Facebook. The short link to get there is bit.ly um, forward slash e-commerce FB. That's bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash e-commerce FB. I'm going to link to it from the show notes. Um, it is a mastermind group I have put together and, um, you know, the conversations are getting really interesting. I'm not letting any and everybody into the group um, in the sense that um, you have to be involved in e-commerce um, and there has to be a fine balance between retailers, experts and marketers in the community. Um, so it's going to, you know, springboard um, the mastermind calls um, from the podcast and, um, you know, eventually we'll meet face to face at some point in the future. So um, if you listen to the podcast and you want to take this um, conversations we're having here to, a, to to the next level, I would suggest, you know, joining um, the Facebook mastermind bit.ly forward slash e-commerce FB. And um, let's start conversing, you know, a lot more deeply. The 
very, very interesting, um, you know, members so far. Um, we have e-tellers, we have manufacturing experts, we have marketing experts, we have sourcing experts, and we have service providers, CRO experts in there, you know, um, web experts. They're, 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 it's a, it's a great community right now. And, you know, I, I really want to maintain quality. So um, if you think this is the right fit for you, you know, jump in. It's totally free. As I said, the only requirement is that you're involved in um, e-commerce in the sense that you're either, you know, a founder entrepreneur or you're an expert or service provider. Um, so yeah, let's connect, you know, in the FB group. I will link to it in the show notes. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell, and this is a podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. Um, if you're looking to grow metrics such as conversions, average order value, traffic, and ultimately sales, you're in the right place. And, you know, most of the time I handpick, you know, experts when I'm not doing a solo show who are, you know, um, first of all, trustworthy, who are at the peak of what they're doing and who would provide like ultimate value to get you guys to take adequate action and, you know, just kill it, you know, in e-commerce. So, um, on today's episode, um, I have with me the founder of Dropship Lifestyle. Now you guys be like, Hey, Kune, you know, you said a ton about dropship, dropshipping and everything. And I'm like, okay, Yes, I did. However, you have to listen to what he has to offer or what he has to say because it's not dropshipping as you think dropshipping to be, right? Um, so I'm not going to say too much, but um, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Anton Curley to the show. Welcome, Anton. Yes, thank you. Happy to be here and have a conversation. Fantastic. Um, so I've been following you for um, for a few weeks now, as in like really following you. I've I've, I've come across the brand. Your brand your branding is quite strong. Dropship lifestyle. Um, I think I've known the brand for at least at least a year, mm-hmm. if not two. Um, um, could you give me the genesis of um, you know um, how you came ab- about dropship, you know lifestyle, and also a little bit about you, please. Sure. So Dropship Lifestyle as a brand, I started in late 2012. And that was more of uh, just me posting online, but it became a website, I think early 2013. So been around a while with that business. Um, I started in e-commerce way back in 2007. And that was before I knew that there were communities online and there were different ways to learn this stuff. I actually got my start, like a, a lot of people I know, by reading the book, The 4-Hour Workweek, back in 2007 when it first came out. It had, I think, a chapter on how to build a Yahoo store or just saying you could build a Yahoo store for $29. And then I think it had a chapter on how to set up Google ads. Um, Back then, I had a delivery route business for a bakery in Brooklyn, New York. And basically, I read that book. I had access to these bakery products, to these cookies. And I thought, let me build a website. Let me try to sell these cookies online. Figured out how to use Yahoo stores, figured out how to use Google AdWords, and pretty much started making a good amount of money off that right away. So over the course of five years between then and when I started Dropship Lifestyle, I uh, scaled up, started selling more and more expensive products, originally importing them from China, not dropshipping from China, but bringing in containers and selling through a variety of network of stores I owned. And then in 2012, I sold that main network of stores. So 
that led me to kind of get online and be like, well, what should I do next? Is anybody out there that maybe has been through this? And what I found back then was uh, the warriorforum.com, really popular back then. So found a website where people talked about e-commerce, but saw they didn't really know what they were talking about. And that's actually where I started to just comment and engage with people and saw that people were interested in what I had to say. So that became me creating an online program and community, which is Dropship Lifestyle. Fantastic. And do you dropship yourself now today? Do you have dropship stores at the network of e-commerce? We, we still do. Yeah, we have a network of stores that we run now. Um, not nowhere near what we used to do in the past in volume. And it's because we have over 10,000 students now from over 35 countries. And a lot of them, you know, they're paying me for advice and I'm auditing some of their stores. So I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to basically step on the toes and compete with people that are paying me for that. So we still do operate some of yeah. for a while though. Well, so how, how many how many students have you got? Over ten thousand. Over ten. It's probably twelve. Yeah, it's probably twelve thousand something now. But yeah, that's enormous responsibility. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It is. It's. It's never. I, I told you when I, when I first you know commented online and saw someone's posts on the Warrior Forum. Right. And they were talking about I don't even know like they were talking about I think probably importing, and I was like, no, you shouldn't ship to New York. You know, have your container go to Long Beach in California and use this fulfillment center, and it was something like that, and like that turned into questions, questions, questions. And it turned into seven videos I made that were 15 minutes long each. I think I sold it for like $37. And that became now a community of over 10,000 people from all around the world that interact on our forum online, that go to our meetups around the world. It's, it's crazy what it's turned into. And luckily for me, like you said, it's a huge responsibility. Yes, but the, yeah, but one, one big part, and this is why I love it, is the community. Yeah. So it's not like... I'm not like someone on a pedestal, like, Hey, I'm your leader. Everybody like follow me to do this. I yeah. give them the, the method. I connect them together. But so much of it is everybody interacting with each other. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're facilitating that, exactly. that those connections, right? Right yes. there. Okay. Um, so here's the, here's a big question I have. Um, how with, with the name dropship lifestyle, how do you separate yourself from the murky dropship from China. Yep. You know, um, it's, it's, it's like a surge right now, you know, um, it, it'll infiltrate in YouTube and, you know, for my listeners who are doing this, yep. infiltrating YouTube and Facebook with, you know, um, you know, all sorts of get rich scheme, get rich quick schemes and showing just revenue and not showing, you know, what's, what's mm -hmm. underneath. Yep. So um, luckily, and like you mentioned, you know, we, you've probably maybe seen something from us a year ago and we do have that community that we've been building for a while. Um, I put out a lot of content in forms of free material and I always do try to call attention to the fact that, Hey, listen, I, you mentioned in the, in the intro that you have said a lot of things about dropshipping and it's funny because so have I. So I definitely call attention to that. I, I tell people you don't want to dropship from China and I tell them the reasons why I tell them you don't want to use arbitrage for dropshipping and I tell them the reasons why. So it's a lot of the content I'm putting out there. And what's funny about it is the brand is dropship lifestyle as a way for people to find us when okay. they're searching dropshipping. Okay. But one of the first things I say in the programs is, listen, when you call suppliers, you don't mention dropshipping. You don't call them and say, hey, I, I want to know if you dropship. Like, yeah. It definitely has a negative connotation to it. So yeah. it's a way for people to find us, but it's not something that we actually use in our businesses yeah. as a- Because um, I, I came across one of your ads and you, you, you know, exactly what you're saying. You went right to, you know, against the grain around, you know, dropshipping and, and that just, you know, um, resonated with me quite, quite well. 
um, because you guys do it very, very differently. You guys seek local relationships. You guys are about customer experience, which is the very core of, you know, mm -hmm. of, of e-commerce. Um, could you um, please flesh out, you know, what, um, what a store, you know, what, you know, what's a relationship with the supplier, you know, looks like, what, how, what, what do you, what, what do you, um, promote, um, in the dropship lifestyle? Uh -huh. Sure. So we, we sell on Shopify now. So um, you could do this in any platform, not on a third party platform, meaning eBay or Amazon, this doesn't work there. So I am talking about selling through your own pro property, whether this be something you own already, something you want to build. And the type of relationships that we have are with brands that are already established. They're not the biggest brands in the world, but they're also not, you know, not known by no one. I call them like mid-tier brands. So an example would be if I wanted to sell like, you know, there's a sofa behind me. So if I wanted to sell sofas, what I would do is go on Google and I would find online stores that were selling sofas. And I wouldn't just want to see, you know, what they looked like. I'd want to see what brands that they were selling for. So it, the, the, I don't know if, if most people, I'm sure won't see the video, but it's like a three-seater gray fabric sofa. Okay. I wouldn't want to just find you know, one company that made them and then name it Anton's great three seater sofa. I'd want to find every company that makes these things. And then I would be reaching out to them. I'd be telling them, you know, this is Anton from AntonSofas.com. We found your product line. We think it would be a great fit for our website. Here's how we could help you. Here's what we do in terms of marketing. Here's what we do in terms of customer support, which is one of the biggest things yeah. in the business. And uh, from there, you know, try to establish a relationship. The relationship looks like us signing some forms that say, this is our wholesale price. This is our map price for a minimum uh, advertised price. And this is, uh, you know, MSRP. So basically we start with CSV of products, a bunch of images and our pricing. And from there, our job is to get people to our websites, to have them buy from us when they get there. And then the suppliers fulfill the orders. So um, I'm not, you know, we, we do private label things, but the, the whole drop shipping thing is not even about private labeling for most of the business. It's about selling for brands that already make great products yeah. and that really get sales by working with retailers like us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess this mimics quite closely what bigger brands are doing because the justification from the whole China dropship, you know, um, cottage industry is well, um, and this last time I'm going to talk about it, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is well, you know, the big brands do it. Um, dropshipping will never die, blah, 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 blah. But, um, in, in your case, in, in this model, more or less, um, it's, it's very much similar to what, um, Wayfair.com would do. You know, same um, exact thing. Yeah, you know, they used to be CSN stores, and they had two hundred like micro sites. Yeah, same exact thing. Like yeah. th that's that's what we do. Exactly. Because yeah. um, I, I purchased um, you know bedside drawers um, a few weeks ago from them, and it didn't come from their warehouse. It came from another right. supplier. So, um, but this is all domestic, and it was more efficient. And you know, they checked to me, um, and, and 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 I, I like that a lot. And, and then there's this concept again, which I, I came across on your site, which is called high ticket drop shipping. I think that's what um, sort of separates, you know, um, you from 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 all all of that rubbish that's that's on, on the out on the other side. Mm -hmm. um, so so I guess the two pillars really are, um, so, you know, concrete supplier, you know, relationships that you know have you know really great products, and then customer well customer experience. I guess there are three, and then marketing, and then customer experience. Yes. 
Okay. Right. Okay. So on, on your website, you talk about like different e-commerce models. Um, mm-hmm. So Ita, a lot of the listeners in this, you know, to, to this podcast actually are in e-commerce businesses now. Um, so um, what models, so for those who are thinking about extending or pivoting, um, what e-commerce models, you know, would you suggest or recommend um, to, right. to listeners? So typically when I, I talk about that, I'm, I'm talking to the person that, that's getting up and running and maybe they have seen YouTube videos or heard a podcast that said, hey, you can use Oberlo for an app and you could have these products from China. Or the person that maybe thought, I see a price discrepancy on this product on eBay and then on Amazon, and then they want to you know, work on the arbitrage model. So that's definitely a model people use. So is the one drop shipping from China. And what I typically say about those two models, arbitrage and drop shipping from China, is that there are ways to do it profitably. Like I know people that have done well, but it's not a real business. And typically it's, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of man hours that go into it in terms of customer support and you know, just trying to keep people happy. So the other model that, that we use, the high ticket drop shipping model, like you mentioned, is we don't just want to drop ship, right? We want to sell expensive products. Our average order value, we try to have it be a thousand dollars or more. Wow. And yeah, and we want to work with those those suppliers again that have for us, since we're in the States, we want to work with the suppliers that have warehouses in the States that can ship in usually within 24 to 48 hours, maybe a little bit longer, but those are the type of companies we want to work with. Gets to the customer fast. If there's a problem, we're not contacting China saying, Hey, how do you take this thing back? And you know, we can really vet them for quality more. Um, So yeah, the high ticket dropship model, basically find every and any brand in your industry. That's the first thing I'd recommend going back to the sofa example. If I found a hundred different brands that make sofas in the States, I'd want to reach out to all of them. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we also look for is do they have, and do they enforce those map policies for minimum advertised price? Because Basically, what that means is if they tell me, hey, Anton, you could sell our stuff, but minimum advertised price for that sofa is $1,000. That means that if you want to sell it, you can't say you're going to sell it for $900. You have to sell it for $1,000 or more. So that's a great way to lock in profit margins because you're not competing on price and driving margins down to the 2% that someone might be okay with. Yeah. So that's a, yeah, that's a big part of this model as well. Um, and then after that, you know, again, just talking about this high ticket drop shipping thing, our goal with traffic um, is Google ads is mainly how we get people, but to get them to come to us when they're already knowing what they want. And then our job is to have them choose us once they're on our website. So yeah, that's the model. No arbitrage, no trying to find quick deals, but having real relationships with legitimate brands that focus on making great products. And then again, work with companies like ours to bring them sales. Amazing. There's a lot to unpick, unpick from um, what you just said. Um, so just to summarize, high AOV, $1,000 mm-hmm. plus, local suppliers, quick shipping, and those local suppliers must enforce a map, which is a minimum advertised price, so it's not a race to the bottom. Um, then from a traffic standpoint, um, Google ads, is that Google shopping? Is that Google search? Um, is that YouTube ads? Yep. YouTube we use for remarketing, but the, the primary front end source is Google shopping. And then what we'll do is once we have campaigns running for a while and we know what our top 20% of products are, then we will have search text ads running just so we have as much exposure on the first page of Google as possible. But yeah, upfront Google shopping, um, is definitely what works as well works okay all right amazing okay now let's um start out with the first point a thousand dollar aov 
that limits the number of you know um, things you could sell um, mm-hmm. from a thousand. And um, so I guess things like furniture, um, mm-hmm. you know, really expensive, um, you know, um, hobby type kits. A lot, a lot of hobby niches Hobbies, work, right? work well. Yep. Yep. Um, what else? Automobile parts. Mm-hmm. We have um, people doing different yeah. automobile parts, different bicycle parts. Um, I don't think high-end clothing would fit. Um, no, we, we don't like anything apparel-related. Apparel, yeah. yeah. So, so it limits you to specific, you know, product types, I, I would it, think. It definitely does. Okay. It definitely like, does. Like, um, I guess, um, also, um, like, um, fire fireplaces, you know, um, mm-hmm. you could sell that too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things, it, it also changes the business model in you know, talking about the differences. Okay. Um, like a lot of the things you just mentioned, right? Like they're big, they're heavy, like, you know, sell things like outdoor swing sets, right? And mm-hmm. like um, greenhouses and all this stuff. So like, it's not, you know, hey, we got this order, let's ship it with FedEx for 30 bucks. Part of our model is working with freight brokers and maybe paying 100, 200, sometimes $300 to ship something. But again, if the, you know, the price of the product is 2,500, then it's great. You could make a ton of money from that, that one order. Yeah. Have you, been, have you ever been in a relationship with a supplier in which they say, okay, um, once, once the, the order has come through, um, you need to sort out um, delivery with a partner? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So ideally we want them to ship on their account, just makes it easier. They could ship faster. Mm-hmm. And if there's any issue, then it's on their team to have it resolved. So we always go for that. If they do say we don't ship on our account, then if they do say, you know, maybe they ship with FedEx or UPS, maybe the items aren't large like that, then that's typically easy. Just give them our UPS or FedEx number. They can create the labels. We get invoiced. So that's the second option. If it's a large item that has to go with a freight carrier and they don't ship, then it's really another part of the puzzle, right? So the order comes through, you now have the product dimensions and the weight, you would have that already, but you have that, you have the shipping address from your supplier, you have the customer address. And then the the best way to do it that we found is to work with different freight brokers and actually send an email with all that info I just said and CC like three different people on it. And basically they'll compete for rates. So you'll get the best price. Once you have the best price, they basically just, you tell them, I want this shipment that you quoted me on. Then they send something called a, a BOL, which is a bill of lading. They send that direct to the warehouse and then the warehouse arranges pickup and they do all that stuff. So definitely, you know, again, more, more work involved, but if you're making 300, $400,000 for the sale, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. It makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, and then what kind of, at that high AOV, um, gives me, it sort of feeds into two other questions. Um, do you find that um, you know you need to be available on the phone to explain the sale mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, because of you know the the value, and what mm-hmm. kind of conversion rates um, should you expect at um, at that um, high AOV? Mm-hmm. So we we go for like a blended conversion rate of two and a half percent. That's that's what not we bad. want. That's you not know, bad. That's not bad. And it's because we don't get a ton of traffic. You know, we don't try to get people from, you know, someone in the Facebook feed that might have kids and say like, Hey, here's a swing set. You know, we're, we're going very targeted for, for our ads. So that's one reason. And yes, the the phone question, definitely. Uh, we, we have phone support on all of our websites, the calls, it's funny, like people just answer the phone because we get so many calls where it's like, 
hey, I'm on your website and I'm interested in this product and I just wanted to make sure that you're a legitimate company. Say, yep, we're, we're real. And they say, okay, I want to place my order over the phone. And that's so much of it. So if you don't have a phone number and somebody to answer it, do that. You'll instantly increase how much money you make. It's yeah. crazy. And yeah. Even people calling and saying, I just called three other stores and no one answered. Yeah. You're the first company that answered, so I want to order from you. It's just yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It's super important. And um, there was another test we, we ran, which is um, around um, phone numbers and checkouts. Mm-hmm. And that increased, you know, the uplift by 0.5%. It was, oh, wow. It, it, yeah, it was for another uh-huh. um, store. But yeah, um, what about, um, you know, um, branding? Um, how, 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 how much of an effort do your students put into, you know, um, you know creating a branded experience? Um, mm-hmm. What do you suggest, um, given the fact yeah. that, you know, you're more or less buying and selling? Mm-hmm. It really, it depends on what they want out of it, I guess, or what the, you know, or what type of store you're building. So if you are, let's say in a hobby, right, you're, in, you're into a hobby and you're actually excited about it and you found a good market, it meets all the criteria, you built this website, then if it's a long-term play and you want to build out a content side to it, there's definitely ways to do that profitably. But the amount of work that that takes versus getting good at direct response type ads where you're running Google ads and someone's buying within three days, Mm -hmm. it's a totally different business. Mm -hmm. So I don't say everybody, you know, you have to have a blog and you have to be doing, you know, all these things to your website. Like at a minimum, everybody should have an amazing about us page. That's telling a story. Um, The website should be centered around a certain product type or industry so that they can speak to a specific uh, customer. That's like a must have, but then going above and beyond with, you know, just content, content, content. I only recommend people do that if they really are passionate about it because to do it right is a lot of work and it, it takes time. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Um, then, um, suppliers, um, that I think the success of, you know, um, a high ticket dropship, you know, business Mm -hmm. would hinge on the quality of suppliers, you know, you're able to, to partner with, mm-hmm. um, what, what is the, the process? I'm not saying, you know, give us the entire no, blueprint, uh, but, um, yeah. from a top level three, you know, um, yeah. perspective. So I, yeah, I basically break suppliers down into three tiers. We just use this like internally. So I have, you know, we have a uh, bronze, we have silver, we have gold bronze suppliers, never work with, nobody should. They're the suppliers. The way you can identify them is if they do not have those minimum advertised price policies. And the biggest way to identify them is if they want to charge you for access to sell their stuff. Mm. So yeah, that's just, it's a red flag because any legitimate company, any legitimate brand, they know it's a beneficial relationship and they don't make money by saying, pay us $70 a month, you know, and you could sell our stuff. Like that's, that's, you're finding a middleman basically. Mm So yeah, never do that. Um, The silver suppliers, which make up probably 90% of the companies we work with, they're the companies that do have an actual approval process that's not giving them money. Um, They're the companies that do have and enforce minimum advertised price policies. Um, The reason I have them like in this mid-tier is because they typically work with many different retailers. So you will have competition, maybe 10 or 15 different online stores selling for that supplier. The, the top tier, which you know you want as many as you can get, which I call gold suppliers, are the ones that 
also have map policies. They enforce them really well. But the best thing about gold suppliers is they limit the amount of retailers that they work with and they actually refer you business. So, you know, for a sofa company, for example, if somebody called them and said, I want to buy 10 of these for my new office, they would say, okay, great. You should talk to Anton at Anton Sofas. They're one of our best retailers. You know, here's what, here's his number and I'm going to send over the info to them too. So that's like the best of the best, not many of them out there and obviously harder to get approved with. You need to have a track record and build up to it. But uh, yeah, that's, that's how I look at the differences. Amazing. You're very, very interesting. Um, yeah. So I guess people will be asking, how do we get the golds? How do we get the golds? You know, what kind of, um, have, have what kind a, of track record history? do you need to? Exactly. Yeah. So sometimes like every, since every supplier is different, there's not really a process and it starts by just calling them and telling them you want to work together. Um, sometimes it's, I want to see an Alexa score, Alexa.com score, you know, rank of above, X number. Sometimes it's, I want to see analytics of X number, sometimes revenue. Um, sometimes can you commit to $50,000 a month in sales? You know, so, like they might ask things like that. So always different, but, um, I'll tell you, like, if you're, if you're just starting a new store selling kitchen tables, you're not going to have gold supplier approvals until you have sales, revenue, traffic, and have proven yourself basically. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And then, um, how granular, you know, this is the reason I'm asking is because of what you just said around the kitchen table. Um, how granular do you go in niche selection? Um, do you, yep. do, do you, would, would you sell, would you have like, um, you know, furniture where you have sofas, you know, kitchen, bathroom, blah, blah, you know, the whole works or do you go very specific? We try to go as specific as possible. Something like let's say furniture, if I, if I was selling sofas, I wouldn't say I'm not selling love seats and I'm not selling ottomans and I'm not selling reclining chairs. I would have the, the sets and the things that people would buy together. Mm. Um, but you know, let, let me think like the, um, the kitchen example you just gave, mm. maybe I would sell the kitchen tables, the chairs, the, the, the buffet and a bar of contemporary style. Right. Or if I was going to sell office furniture, I could have a, a startup office type furniture, you know? So mm. like, stand-up desks. Like I would have, I would have a stand-up desk store. So one thing that we look for, like, and it varies also, but one thing that we do look for is, can we find at least 20 possible brands to sell on the store? And can we find at least a hundred potential products that fall into that category? And if we can't, then it's a good idea to kind of take it up a level. How, how many SKUs you said, sorry? A uh, hundred. One hundred. Okay. okay. Yep. Makes sense. And, and that's, you know, I guess from a Google shopping standpoint, it puts you, it gives you, you know, um, more of a chance, you know. At- yeah, exactly. There's more, there's more entry sources. And, yeah. you know, we have some stores that have 3000 products and we have some that have 150. So um, you don't necessarily need thousands, but you want to have a good sample size yeah. because the 80, 20 rule definitely applies to, to this model where mm-hmm. we have, sometimes it's like 5% of the products that will bring in 80% of the sales. So yeah. yeah, we definitely, you want as many products as possible when starting as long as they're not from bronze suppliers, because then you're going to have the shipping lead time problems. You're going to have quality issues. Yeah have returns and unresponsive suppliers and that could kill your business real quick. Yeah. What about the product to supplier ratio? Yeah. So it, again, like you might have, I'm trying to think of an example. Let's say, um, let's say you wanted to sell, uh, home bars. So bars that people put in their basements. Mm -hmm. If you found a few different brands that only made two of them because their main items were 
I don't know, home theater seating or something, mm-hmm. I, that's fine. Like I wouldn't say don't try to work with them. You'd still want to have those two or three bars from each of them. So there's not like a, a fixed number we use. But yeah, we, we've worked with brands before that make you know one or two of the the product types that we're selling. Well, because it's so, demand, you know, and you know yeah. it will move. You know, why not? You know, just put it exactly. into the skew list. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Okay, some some folks like to sort of you know measure up the opportunity here. You know, mm-hmm. um, is this uh, you know a seven figure you know opportunity? you know, yeah, is this, um, you know, six figures, is this, you know, more lifestyle business, you know, choice, mm-hmm. or, um, can you make a, a fortune, you know, um, from, yeah. So if you look at store, so I think it could be as big as you want for most people. I think it'll be a lifestyle business. That's how I've run mine. Um, you know, again, we've built dozens and dozens and dozens of our stores that have done very well, yeah. but never went the route. And the reason I say, I think it could be what you want is because, Wayfair turned into a billion dollar business that's publicly traded yeah. using basically the same model. And Pretty much. Yeah. So if you want to do that, you know, it works, they've proven it. Um, but yeah, I think for most people, something realistic would be you can turn this into something where maybe it's 20 to 30 hours a week of work and you have a VA that's helping you on the business and it's doing, you know, $2 million a year in sales and it's netting 500 K. I think like that's something that, is definitely attainable again, not overnight, but assuming that you're committed to this and you want to really make it work. Okay. Makes sense. So that's like a 12.5% net net, you know, where it's like 25%. You keep 25%. Sorry. Yeah. Term. yeah. yeah. That, that's what we go for. We, we, yeah. and that's, that's including products we promote as affiliates on the back end and, you know, cross selling, but yeah, we go for a 25% margin. That's always the target. Okay. Very, very interesting. And because um, you can make it what's whatever you want to make it, but the, the baseline really is lifestyle. And then, you know, depending on what you want to take on board, you know, uh, exactly. you know the, the sky's the limit really. It's yeah. if, you, if you want hundreds of employees in a massive office, then do it. go for it. You know, I, yeah, it. I, I, yeah. I'm not my thing, but everyone's different. Yeah. 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 I met a, a printer manufacturer, um, remanufacturer, um, printer supplies, you know, remanufacturer that do exactly this. Um, and their business, the last time I checked, were, was you know slated to do like twenty-five million pounds, which would be about um, you know thirty-five, forty million dollars um, per year. And you know all all they are really is um, that they're a normal office. Yep, <laughs> they're just yep. an office. <laughs> they don't have any warehouses. They just actually it's so they they had to sort of you know obviously private label you know the packaging because um, mm-hmm. the, the bigger they they went, they started to to brand, but, but I, I, I totally get where you're, you know, where you're coming from. Um, and then does your, co- your, does a course have offer like templates, you know, um, soap, you know, um, um, you know, procedures, you know, um, yes. standard operations procedures on, you know, um, on these key aspects, particularly supplier selection, niche, mm-hmm. you know, selection, you know, cause that's, that mind map, you know, um, you have to be really mm-hmm. on points there. And, and, and a lot of people, we haven't really talked about this Google ads, you know, um, so, so what does the course actually, you know, um, provide um, from a um, systematized yeah. standpoint? Right. Yeah. So it goes through seven different modules, which are the seven different steps we use when we build stores. Mm-hmm. And each module is a series of videos, typically screen shares, because I'm showing 
how I do things. And uh, we do include, include worksheets because when you're doing your niche research, we have different KPIs we look for on Keyword Planner, on Google Trends, um, you know, just different numbers to plug in. So give all those templates there. And uh, yeah, it just takes people through niche selection, market research to validate your idea, building a highly converting website in Shopify, getting approved with suppliers. And that's the, you know, what to say, what not to say, how a conversation might go, um, how to optimize your site for conversions, how to get traffic, then how to outsource and use as many automation tools as possible through through Shopify. Yeah, yeah. Pretty solid. Sounds really, really solid. Um, you know, I, I, I just love what, what I'm hearing. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great, um, you know, option for people looking to not touch inventory, but get their hands into e-commerce, which, you know, is down to products and, you know, marketing those products to, to suppliers, Mm -hmm. to, to, to the market. In regards to, um, conversions, um, you know, the 2.5%, what tips do you have um, to, 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 to listeners on, um, on improving conversion rates from, from your experience? Sure. So yeah, I mentioned earlier, when you first get approved to work with one of these brands, they're going to give you what they give everybody. So same description, same images, everything. So if all you did was take what they gave you and upload it on your website, it's going to look exactly like the other 10 websites you're competing with. So we definitely, that's like a big, you know, a big part of this. It's, it's making yours unique. So, um, at a, at a, I guess top level, I'm like picturing a page, a product page, but like top level down, we are trying to get any type of unique photos or videos we can get. Um, typically we just reach out to our, our reps at the companies and see if they've been to any trade shows or they have any item, um, any photos from customers where things have been shipped before. And we're trying to build out that because especially since we're selling expensive products, customers really do want to get his best feel for it as they can. So not like one low quality image. So that's one thing we do. Uh, another thing that we do on, um, looking like over now by the add to cart button is we have estimated arrival dates. You know, now that everybody's used to buying on Amazon and getting their stuff in two days, um, we definitely found that it's important that people know when their products will arrive. So for that, we just built a, uh, a custom script that we put into Shopify and based on what product page they're on, it'll say, this item will arrive and it says, it says the actual month and the date and then, you know, a range. So that's a, that's dynamic. It updates every day. Um, we have how many are left in stock if stock is limited, you know, not if there's a thousand of these things, but if there's really, you know, five left, it'll say five units remaining, um, on the product pages too, we're trying to give the customer every, or the lead at that point, we're trying to give them everything that we can without having to have them click away. So we use you know, tabs product pages where we have our product description, which we do rewrite to make it our own, to make it unique. Then we have our shipping policy on another tab. We have our price guarantee. Uh, we have warranty information if the supplier offers a warranty for that product. So that's like the, the basics. One other thing we'll do, not with all of our products, but with the best sellers where we have a really good margin, is we'll try to include a free bonus gift. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with the price controls, you can't, again, you can't just say, I'll sell this to you for 900 if MAP is 1000 So maybe if you were selling, again, a sofa, you know, if you buy the sofa here, we're going to give you two pillows for it. You know, these two pillows in this photo, we're going we're gonna to include that with your order. $100 value, whatever it is. And uh, that really helps because, again, most people aren't doing it. It is a little bit extra work on our end. 
but well worth it because again, stands out. Okay, makes sense. That's a lot of work for um, for two point five, and I can see why you know that trust you know is mm-hmm. is in there, especially given the fact that you're not getting masses of traffic. Even you know, um, yeah, yeah, it makes sense, and it's very targeted traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Shopify, um, I didn't even you know, mention that um, Dropship Lifestyle was voted the best e-commerce course, you know, by Shopify. Um, so congratulations. That's a great accolade. What are your favorite Shopify apps or the must have Shopify apps in, in, in stores, in, in high tech yeah. e-com stores? Yeah. So one that everybody probably knows and loves, um, Aftership, like it's just hands off and customers are happy. And, you know, we customize those emails too, to include if we have, an affiliate offer. If we have a cross sell, we'll include a message in the, uh, the follow-up emails with tracking to say, Oh, by the way, did you know, we also have this, or did you know that you can get this here as an affiliate link? So after ship, I think is a must have, uh, the biggest would be Clavio. Um, that's what we use for our Shopify stores for email marketing. Mm-hmm. And it's just such an easy win. If you're not doing it yet, you know, they, they give you templates. Like we use all of our own templates, yeah. but I think we have five or six different, you know, campaigns that are just always running depending on where people are at. You know, if they're a new lead, if they're a customer, if they abandon the cart, if they're just, uh, you know, opted in for a giveaway, like, and these things just always run. And we've been doing it for so long. I, it's hard for me to say how much they help with sales, but I know I didn't do it for a while. Then I did it and I made a lot more money. So yeah, <laughs> get, that, get that running. Yeah. Clavier sponsor um, this, um, this, oh, great. this show, but you know, um, besides them sponsoring, you know, they're, they're by far, you know, well ahead, you know, what the features they have were tens of thousands from, e, you know, EM, you know, email service providers, you know, four or five years ago, you, you get charged. I forget the name of this um, e-commerce um, email platform, but there are these old e-commerce platforms that used to charge or enterprise based. These are enterprise yeah. features now brought, you know, to, you know, um, to, to everybody. Amazing. Yeah, and they have that such that deep integration, like you're talking about the, yeah. the things you could do with like, it's, it's just, it's crazy. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's a must have. And then, um, you know, we talked about phone numbers, so have that, but then also live chat. Um, I can't pronounce any of these companies names. Tidio, uh, that's it. Yeah. Tidio, we use them for live chat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay <laughs> yeah. Okay. So after shipping Clavio, your, you know, number, your, your two best, um, yeah, like must have. Yeah. Must have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okie dokie. Um, is there any other thing I want to, to talk about? I should have made this a live um, show so um, people throw questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it, the other thing is um, your com- you know, the, the community. So you have 10,000 members. Um, where do they all hang out? Uh, so we have a, a forum that I've had since I started Dropship Lifestyle. So mm. we do have a Facebook group also, okay. but um, you know I, we try to get people to the the forum only because with the Facebook group things get lost so fast, mm. and when people are on Facebook, you know there's a million things in their feed. So our forum is where. I would say the people, like we have 10,000 members, right? But how many of them are actively building stores and growing? It's not 10,000, obviously, because people sign up and don't do anything. So the people that are doing stuff that are having conversations that are sharing what's working now in their businesses, they're over on our forum. And then then we meet up at least once a year. We do different events to to Mm -hmm. bring people together. How do we get to your forum? After you purchase the course, you you, you get to the forum. Okay, okay, okay. And then... um, yeah, I, I guess I would link through to the course from um, from the show notes. 
there's a premium and then there's an ultimate um, Google Ads. Yeah. Okay. Other question I had was, do your more sophisticated, you know, sellers go outside of the Google shopping ecosystem or the Google AdWords, mm-hmm. you know, ecosystem? And if they do, um, what does multi-channel marketing look like, you know, for sure. them? Yeah, they do. And, you know, inside of my program, I, 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 that's like the, the focus. That's the, that's the main one. It actually, we, we give people a whole nother course that we made wow. on just Google ads. So that's the main one. But, um, but beyond that, we're definitely copying everything over to Bing. It's small, but it's there. It makes money. So that's running for Facebook. We actually, we spend a lot of money on Facebook ads. So people think like we don't use it at all. Cause I typically say like, don't use Facebook ads. But what I'm referring to when I say that is on the front end, um, that's a lot of that stuff you see from the, the people drop shipping from China, you know, their Facebook ads, the Shopify with fake scarcity and yeah, but we, we use Facebook retargeting, remarketing, um, showing people content. So on the sites that we do, I don't like care about's the wrong word. If we care about the industry and we're making content for it, we're definitely promoting that content and getting in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Instagram, you know, same campaigns. We just put them on one campaign now, it's just easier. So we're using that there. Uh, other entry points, something we've been doing forever and something our more advanced members are doing is, it's funny, it's, it's called influencer marketing now, but uh, yeah, I guess that, you know, reaching out to not just people on Instagram, that's what people think about when they hear influencer marketing, but reaching out to the authorities in your space, mostly companies. So it could be magazines, it could okay. be blogs, could be, you know, anything, it could be a podcast, uh, reaching out to them and either working together, collaborating, or most of the time, paying them and maybe having, you know, an article written or having a sidebar ad, but having some kind of direct relationship with the authorities that are already in your space. Okay. Typically it's not an affiliate relationship because again, the margins are like 25% net and, you know, and want to pay someone another 10% and be left with small amounts. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, mostly that, um, trying to think others, we definitely do if the industry makes sense for it. We spend a good amount of money on Pinterest and then YouTube, we talked about it briefly earlier, but yeah. for remarketing, we do use YouTube as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, let's talk about the unit economics, you know, of, um, of a $1 million, like let's use a $2 million a year, you know, in yep. the revenue, but, you know, business. Um, how much of it, you know, goes to inventory? Um, every, how much every $1, you know, goes to inventory? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, marketing um, operations and, and that, how do you come to the 25% margin? Yeah. So typically product price should be no more than half of the, uh, so your product price or wholesale price mm-hmm. should be no more than half of the map price, what you sell for. Mm-hmm. Uh, ideally less, but that's, that's the range you want to be. So if I sell a thousand dollar item, $500 cost of goods sold, that's that. Shipping costs, we offer free shipping on our websites because everybody does. So you can't, if we charge, we wouldn't get any sales. Um, that means we pay for it. So that's why with these more expensive items, working with freight brokers, like we spoke about earlier, is super important because that is literally controlling how much money you're making. Yeah. If someone says, we're going to do this for you for 200 and someone else says 350, you know, that's, that's a big difference. So yeah. um, that's one of the costs. Other costs that I guess are, are fixed are, you know, if you have an assistant, which once you're doing any type of revenue, I think it makes sense. Um, so we have the people we pay, um, what is it? 2.9% to Shopify payments when you get an order. Yeah. And then the regarding ads, I think that's probably the biggest 
expense regard like to get sales. Yeah. Um, we try to keep it at 10% of the product price that we'll spend to get a sale. So yeah. talking about a, a $2 million store in revenue for us, that would be spending 200 grand tops. So if you're going to do 2 million a year, I would say it would be safe to assume that you're spending $200,000 that year on traffic. Okay. Makes, makes sense. Makes sense. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Okay. And then, um, what kind of, how do you manage returns, you know, return rates and stuff like that? Yep. So one thing that's a little bit tricky is every brand, I use that term interchangeably with supplier, but every brand will have their own return policy. So we do want to keep it as specific as we can. Um, I mentioned earlier, we use those tabbed product pages. So if supplier A says we have 14 day free returns, then on that supplier's product pages, it'll say that we have 14 day free returns. Uh, if supplier B says 30 days, says 30 days. If supplier C says no returns, not eligible, nothing, that's the policy there. So um, again, a little bit more work because it has to be customized, and um, but that's generally how we do it. Then, then on our generic shipping and returns policy page, we will say our overall policy, but then we'll have a list of brands that are, are different, and okay. that'll be just like I said. What, okay. just safe to 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 to, to do that. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And then Shopify has really, you know, given, um, you know, what you used to see in, you know, 2008, 2000 and, you know, nine Shopify has really streamlined, you know, the whole development, you know, you, you don't really spend that much on, um, on, on it or, um, web. Oh, no. yeah, it's a one-off no. cost, you know, initially, and then you're more or less managing, ma- managing it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's much better. Back in the day, you know, Yahoo stores, when we first had our first store built, it made money off it. So it was reinvesting profit. But one little thing I wanted on it was a wish list so people can come to the website and save what they were looking at. Mm-hmm. And I think I paid $3,500 to a developer. Now in Shopify, there's probably a free app that does it out. You know, yeah. it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's definitely helpful. What about upsells? Um, do you encourage um, upsells to increase average order value? Um, yeah. So the, the main way we do it, 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 I guess it's technically an upsell, but we'll have the uh, the options right on the product page. So let's say I was selling a stand-up paddleboard. That's one of the examples I give in the program. Mm-hmm. If I had a stand-up paddleboard for sale the, and the price was, I don't say a thousand dollars, somebody's there, they see a thousand dollars, they see adds a cart, but then they would see toggles where it would say, do you want to include a paddle? You know, click yes. This is okay. Plus a hundred dollars. Do you want to include a carrying bag? You know, click yes, hundred dollars. So that way the product price is as low as possible because we don't want to have you know, a listing that's $200 more than our competitors, even if we're including more. So bring them in for what they're looking for. But then again, with the, the mentality of keeping it so they can do everything on one page without leaving, that's how we allow them to kind of select upgrades. What's your favorite upsell app on Shopify? Um, we do that just natively, but for an upsell app, we use uh, bold apps on the sites we do have okay. it on. Yeah, the bold is really good. That company is yep. amazing, amazing, amazing. Okie dokie. And then um, for you know listeners interested in um, you know joining um, people who have listened up to this point, I would think you know are um, you know love you know loved what what you what what you you know what we've been talking about all through. Um, you know, how best can they, you know, um, you know, um, join, you know, um, this movement, I'll say, you know, and, um, you know, do you have any special offers to, to, to our, you know, um, to our, our audience? 
Um, yeah, the best way to get started would just be to go to the, the website at Dropship Lifestyle. And then if you want to, you know, post a link, like you mentioned, um, yeah, they can go. And I, I typically do live webinars about once a month where I give a training and then answer any questions. And then I do have, you know, an automated training that's, that's always playing that people could check out. It's about three hours long. I do make a special offer at the end, but the first two and a half hours are just training, training, training. So lots of value there too. Yeah. I thoroughly, you know, enjoyed this conversation, Anton. Um, you've been amazing. You've been open, you know, um, you know, and um, I love it. I love it. Um, there's no hiding behind any guru ish. Uh, believe in me, I've, I've had. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're amazing. You're amazing gentlemen. Um, but before I let you go, um, I have a lightning round. Um, there's sets of five questions I ask, you know, all of my guests. And if you can answer, you know, each of them with a single sentence, it'd be ace. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Right. How do you hire people? Someone on my team does it for me. Awesome. Okay. What are the three indispensable tools um, you use for managing your business? Shopify, Slack, Basecamp. Awesome. Okay. What's been your best mistake to date? By that time, I mean a setback that's giving you the biggest feedback. When I was about a year in business, Shopify held, not Shopify, PayPal held over $50,000 for six months and I had to learn cash flow the hard way. Okay. okay. Yeah, that hurts. What one piece of advice can you give e-tailers keen on building out, you know, um, a, a high ticket e-com business? Focus on conversion rate optimization over everything. You don't need more traffic. You probably need higher conversions. Awesome. All right. If you could choose a single book or resource that's made the highest impact on how you view building a business and growth, which should it be? Yeah, the one that started it all for me with e-commerce was four-hour work week. So got to give credit there. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, what you know, people are going to go to um, dropshiplifestyle.com. Um, but um, how else can they follow you um, as an individual, as a person? Anton? Sure. So I do have um, a podcast. If anybody wants to check that out, okay. it's just called e-commerce lifestyle and um, facebook.com slash Anton Crayley, A-N-T-O-N-K-R-A-L-Y. Okay. I'll link to both um, in the show notes. It's been amazing and a pleasure, you know, having you on the show. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Cheers. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2X e-commerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.